0: This is Riverside Radio HealthCast, featuring the doctors and staff of St. John's Riverside Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole.
1: When medicine, lifestyle changes, and other non-invasive treatments can't ease your gynecological symptoms, it might be time to consider surgery. And what questions should you ask? My guest today is Dr. Suzanne Greenwich. She's an obstetrician-gynecologist at St. John's Riverside Hospital. Dr. Greenwich, let's start with some of the most common conditions that you see that a woman might suffer from that might require a surgical intervention.
0: Oh, great. Thanks for having me. Uh, The conditions that I see that might require surgery have to do with uh, patients who have uh, chronic pelvic pain, uh, patients who may have an ectopic pregnancy. They may also have fibroids. They may have ovarian cysts. And um, sometimes they may have some bleeding problems going on in the abdomen.
1: So are there symptoms of some of these things like fibroids or, or any of these others that you've mentioned that would send someone to see a gynecologist in the first place?
0: Yes, we have patients who have bleeding issues. They're not sure what's going on and they may come in because they're having some bleeding problems. Uh, pain brings in patients a lot of time. Pressure doesn't always have to be pain, sometimes pressure. Sometimes frequency going to the bathroom uh, brings in patients uh, to investigate why are they going to the bathroom all the time and in which condition uh, fibroids are noted because it's pressing on the bladder. Uh, so some, these are some of the, the reasons why patients would come in to see a gynecologist to find out what's going on.
1: And what about diagnosis? Because that seems to be, you know, the starting place. So what do you do to diagnose some of these conditions?
0: Well, the first thing we do is take a great um, history and physical. We examine the patient. And then the, really the gold standard after that to find out what's going on inside is we will do an abdominal or transvaginal ultrasound and see if we can identify what the problem is, such as a cyst or fibroids, or sometimes there are also tubal problems that are going on that we may see if a patient may be pregnant. There may be an ectopic pregnancy. So uh, besides the history and physical, and and um, we would, again, do the, the ultrasound. And sometimes we require MRI, um, which can also give us further information in terms of what's going on inside with, when a patient has fibroids.
1: So what types of surgeries are available for your patients? Which of these can be done minimally invasively? And how has robotics and the technology changed the landscape of what you do for a living?
0: Well, pretty much the gold standard for most surgeries uh, is laparoscopy, um, which is also minimally invasive surgery. Surgery in which we use small incisions to go in uh, with a, a scope, and look inside and see what's going on. And once we're inside, we're able to operate through other incisions and uh, remove sometimes what the problem is. For example, in the ovarian cysts, we may go in, look in, see the cyst, which is what I just did today, actually, and uh, drain out whatever fluid may be in the cyst, and then take out uh, the cyst wall and leave the ovary so that the ovary is still there with the patient. So we remove the pathology, which is causing, um, which is the cyst, which is causing the patient's symptoms of pain possibly in this particular patient's case.
1: So tell us about robotics. What's that like for the patient? And what has it changed for you as a physician as well?
0: So... One way we do minimally invasive surgery has to do with conventional laparoscopic hysterectomy. Another way that we can do, which is the laparos, the conventional way, has to do with a 2D approach where we're just we're actually taking our hands and we're actually going inside a patient's abdomen and and doing the work. Um, there is also another way, which is as you mentioned, robotic uh, gynecological surgery where we are working through a robot. Da Vinci is the robot that we have at St. John's, and we're able to do hysterectomies with this robot. We're able to dissect more in in detail. Um, For example, dermoid cysts. We're able to peel out everything that's going on because we're able to see better with the robot. The robot has advantages in that it is a 3D approach, so it's able to visualize, uh, enhanced visualization of all the planes. It can visualize blood vessels better, nerves, we're able to see right up and close. Um, not to mention your surgeon is actually sitting down for this procedure and is away from your your belly at the time. We use a robot that um, has, has arms on it and it's able to be attached through what we call trocars. We put the holes in, put the trocar in, and then we attach the trocars onto the robot. And then we're able to control through a console, a master console, where we're comfortably sitting and able to work uh, from a chair and, and see better and, and work to remove. For example, in the cyst uh, situation, we we're able to remove the cyst um, because we have basically hands in your in your abdomen. And we're able to do whatever surgery we need to do. In the case of a hysterectomy, we're able to remove everything um, related to a hysterectomy, ovaries, tubes, the uterus, the cervix, and pull everything out the vagina. So there is no major incision on your belly, and it's cosmetic. So patients love the fact that they're able to have an approach that would not only give them a cosmetic result, but also would uh, get them back to work right away. So uh, in this day and age, uh, patients want to be, uh, have their surgery and then be able to get back to work as soon as possible. So the robotic uh, Da Vinci robot uh, helps us do that. Um, it doesn't give pain after we remove uh, the trocars and the incision, so patients feel like you really didn't do much to them using a robotic approach. So this is really great for, for patients.
1: Are there some times when surgery is not necessarily indicated, whether it's uterine fibroids or ovarian cysts, are there some times when surgery is not necessarily needed?
0: No. um, Fibroids can be, uh, there's several approaches that we uh, can do with fibroids. We also at St. John's offer interventional radiology. Uh, services which uh, they can embolize or uterine artery embolization. They can um, block the blood supply to the fibroids and shrink the fibroids. So we don't always use a um, surgical approach. Uh, We basically discuss it with patients. It depends on the size of the uterus and the fibroids. If the fibroids are really big, then a surgical approach probably is better. But if the fibroids are not so bad, we um, offer patients uterine artery embolization Um, as an option. We also use medical treatment uh, to solve some of these issues, such as bleeding that patients may have from fibroids. We may give them progesterone or other agents to um, calm the bleeding down, or birth control pills, or we even use Marina IUD to control uh, bleeding in patients with fibroids as well. So we discuss these uh, uh, situations with the patient. We go over the anatomy, we go over the imaging, and then we sit down and give the options for the patient and allow the patient to uh, sometimes try non-invasive, uh, non- non-surgical rather, approaches first and see if those approaches will work. And sometimes just a birth control pill can help a patient and they don't have to go to surgery.
1: Women need to be their own best health advocate. And certainly when it comes to their own bodies, tell the listeners as a wrap up what you would like them to know about the questions that they should ask. Should surgery be mentioned in any of these conditions? What you would like women to know about being their best health advocate and, and what you want them to know about gynecological surgeries?
0: Well, I would say to the patient, You listen to your body. If something doesn't feel right, um, get to your gynecologist and get an evaluation. Um, and um, if you're not happy with that evaluation, there's always second opinions that you can um, go to another gynecologist and get an opinion. But, you know, the patient needs to be their best advocate because if they know something's not working, uh, they should go back maybe to their gynecologist and say, you know what, this pill that you put me on is not working. I'm still bleeding. I'm still having problems. So one visit just doesn't, doesn't cut it. We need to know as physicians whether something worked or it didn't work. So you must have communication. You must also come with questions. Come with lots of questions for your gynecologist. Have them written down. Think of them ahead of time. Doctor, is this normal? Is this the way I'm supposed to do this? Uh, Is this the the right way? Am I supposed to bleed for for two weeks or should I only be bleeding for three or five? Uh, These are the questions that will be helpful in your visit so that the doctor can help you the best. Um, And let them offer all the suggestions that they have. Uh, You know, not only surgery is an option, uh, medical could be an option. Ask them, can I do medical treatment? Can I do non-invasive treatment? ask them for other options so that they can give you all your options and then i would say do your homework you know um we have google and uh you can read about some of the conditions that your doctor is telling you that you have um uh, be be knowledgeable and and go then go back and said well i i've read this and i understand this and this is the what i think i want to do and then you know have a two way dialogue with your doctor when you're informed uh and that way your doctor can help you the best. Surgery is is a great option, but it's not only the only option. And certainly minimally invasive surgery is one of the best options for, for most conditions. So make sure your doctor uh, uh, offers you and, and ask them if, if that's an option for you to have a minimally invasive surgery so that you can get back to work and also be comfortable and happy after your surgery.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Greenwich, for coming on with us today and sharing your expertise and helping women to understand minimally invasive gynecological surgery and even robotic surgery so that they can really help themselves and understand what it is that they're going through. Thank you again for being with us. You're listening to Riverside Radio HealthCast. For more information, please visit RiversideHealth.org. That's RiversideHealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.